The How to Study the Bible podcast is brought to you by BibleStudyTools.com and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com. It is impossible to maintain an invisible faith without visible expressions of that faith. Because you know what? When you fall down, who's going to be there to pick you up? Welcome back to How to Study the Bible. I am Nicole Eunice, and I have been delighted to be on this journey with you over the last several episodes as we've looked together at how we can look to any passage of Scripture and understand how to apply it to our life, because that's what this is really about. At the end of the day, this is not about growing in Bible knowledge. It's not about being the person who can answer Bible trivia. It's not about knowing the right answer. It's about being transformed in the presence of our God, who is calling all of us to be thoroughly equipped for the good work that he has given us to do. So we are going to wrap up today with where to go next, how to take this stuff and make it work for your life. So for the next few minutes, let's apply our minds to experience God's word. Let's open our hearts to feel his love so that we might go out into our life as people of purpose and of peace. Once you have the framework, you still have to work the framework. It is awesome to learn something new. Believe me, it is so cool. And I hope that you've experienced insights and revelation. And maybe you just have some more confidence that this can work for you and that you can really be a student of God's word, that you can have a study Bible and an experience and a relationship that is alive and active with God through the words that he has given. I want that for you. I hope you're super, super excited about it. However, it will not work if you do not work it. You have to work it. It's just like any other fundamental. If you learn how to train for a marathon, you still actually have to put on your running shoes and go running. If you want to be a great chef, you still have to know how to chop up the onions and put them in the olive oil and get it going at the right heat. Like you've got to do the work. We always have to be practicing. And honestly, honestly, another little secret. I keep revealing these secrets to you guys. I think there's so many people who have just stopped learning and they're pastors and Bible teachers and all. We all are prone to become lazy. Just think, okay, I got it. I kind of got it. And how do you know if that's happening to you? Well, most likely you're going to be feeling a little bit apathetic. You're going to be experiencing a little less of the fruit of the spirit. God's word is really clear about what we are going to experience when we are living life in step with him. But public service announcement. It doesn't say anywhere in scripture that your life's going to be easier. It doesn't say that your circumstances are going to be less challenging. It doesn't mean your relationships aren't still going to be thorny. It doesn't mean that you're not still going to struggle with not being sure of which direction to go and what comes next. However, it does say in scripture that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. When we are in step with the Spirit, we are increasing in measure in those things. We may be increasing in those things through very difficult circumstances that we would never wish on anyone, but we're still growing. And so many people think the problem is God's Word when the actual problem is nobody is working it out. We have got to be people who are working it out. So I want to give you five 
final thoughts, five final steps on how you can continue with success, how you can take what I hope has been inspiration and confidence and knowledge through this series and actually work it out in your life. Let's do this. All right, as is the case in any transformative experience, but all the more when it comes to what we're really doing here, which is increasing in godliness. It says in scripture that physical training is of some gain, but godliness is of eternal gain. So what we're doing really is trying to create and be transformed through something new. And that something new has eternal value. Unlike anything else that we may want to be transformed in, we may, we may want to do whole 30. We may have a new year's resolution to become a marathon runner. All those things are good, but nothing is as good as being transformed for eternal value in godliness as we experience a habit that allows us to be and experience God. So I'm going to give you uh, a couple of steps that I think can help you continue in this success. First and foremost, though, before we go any further, I want to say this is not a gospel. Like this method is not absolute truth. I am not in any way saying you may never experience your Bible any other way except by applying these questions. That would be foolishness. That would be tomfoolery. That would be ridiculous. That is not true. Just like when it comes to being a marathon runner, it's as if a marathon runner said to you, the only way to be in shape is to be a marathon runner. You would look at that person and say, that is not true. I know that's not true. There's professional athletes who play sports. There's rock climbers. There's yogis. There's people who are fit in all different kinds of ways. That is the truth. So this method is not absolute truth. You may never do anything again. This is the only way you can read your Bible. No, not at all. This is just a habit. It's a foundation though. And it is a basic foundation that we need. And when you're new in it, I encourage you to stick with it for a while before you go do something else. But all through my spiritual life, there's been seasons where I might be very, very in tune with a daily habit exactly like this, where I'm journaling and working through a study method. But there can also be seasons where I'm much more in tune with reflective reading, with contemplative prayer, with other kinds of habits, with the way that I serve, and that is okay. This is always, though, a fundamental that will remain. Reading your Bible will always remain. The way you read it, how you do it, how long you spend in it, that may change, but I always encourage you, especially with a new habit, to go ahead and stick with this for a while. I really recommend sticking with it just like I would if you were trying a new fitness habit or a new diet or whatever. Stick with it for a while so that you can actually kind of get some muscle memory, get your heart memory around what you're looking for when you go to his word, what you're looking for and what you're growing in as far as principles that you can apply to your life. So step one, maintain the habit. Evaluate your temperament and be honest about what works for you. We know kind of intuitively as we grow what actually helps us stick with something. And all of us are very different in this way, but kind of based on your temperament, you're going to be different. There's those people out there. God love them. I am not this person, but I know these people and I admire them deeply. There's people out there that when they make a commitment, they think through the commitment before they make it. And then when they make it, they're absolutely going to do it. Like it's a 100% guarantee. If they're going to, if they're going to commit, they're less likely to commit, but when they do commit, they are all in. If you're that kind of person, you're not going to need as much support around you. You just need to make the commitment and do it. So if that's you, 
praise God that y'all exist. It's just not me. I'm like, yes, I'm a yes woman. And then like, you know, 10% in, I'm like, no, this isn't actually going to work for me. So if that's you, if you're quick to say you want to make a change, but you know in reality it's very hard for you to make a change, then think about what helps you keep changing. So for instance, my husband, we were talking about this Bible study method. He said, you know, I really need like this kind of thing, like a workbook kind of thing. So for you, you may need another Bible study next where you can keep on working it out, where you've got something to kind of work with, or you're using the Alive method, the way I've set it out in the book, and you're working through the next 10 books of the Bible that I recommend as kind of your first 10 and you've got a journal with you, and you're doing the exact same thing every time because you know that works. Or maybe you're a person who you're like, I just know, like, if I was going to change a habit, you know, in fitness, I would need a group of people. Like, I would go to a fitness class, I would go to a club, I would go to a gym, I would join a training team. If you know you need people, then get some people. There's a small group guide on in the study notes, you can find it everything you need to get some people around you where you're actually deciding to study scripture together because you know that's what's going to help you keep the habit. So evaluate your temperament, decide what works for you. Second, always be somewhere in scripture. My friend and mentor Pete taught me this. Always be somewhere. Don't find yourself lost where you don't know where to go. We all do this where we're like, I don't know, I wasn't reading anything, so I guess I'll read Psalm 23 again. We just we, we just stop learning. So one of the best things you can do is decide where you are in Scripture. And I, I, I recommend the book of Luke as your starting point, followed by the book of Acts. You can just decide right now, I am going to begin reading the book of Luke. Even if I fall off the wagon and I don't read my Bible for four days or 40 days, when I pick it up again, I'm going to know, where was I? I was in the book of Luke. Like, get a bookmark, dog ear your page, whatever you need to do. Get yourself somewhere in scripture. Always be somewhere. Don't get adrift where you just aren't reading anything. Like, begin reading and try to be on a habit, a daily habit of that reading. But even if you fall off, you should know wait, where was I last? I was in Luke chapter five. Go back there, get back to where you were. Always be somewhere in scripture. Okay, step three, set short and attainable goals. Rather than thinking to yourself, I'm going to read the whole Bible, which is a great goal. That's the same thing as saying, like, I'm going to run a marathon. But if you don't even know how to run, running a marathon is a great goal, but it's so far away that it's hard for your mind to stay motivated because it feels like unattainable. So when you want to set goals for yourself, set some short goals. Like say, I want to read the whole Bible, but I'm going to read the Gospels first. I want to read the four Gospels because that is a Attainable. You can probably do it in a month or two, and you're going to feel like you get a win. So try to set goals for yourself that are short and attainable. You can pick a new study. You can decide to do the 10 books that I give you as next steps. One thing that I did recently that was really enjoyable for me is I decided to read all the pastoral letters, and be able, I wanted to be able to sum them up in one or two sentences. So I would read the whole letter, like Philippians, and be like, what do I think is the essence of this letter? And I'll write it in my journal. It was just a short, attainable goal that kept me motivated kept me interested, kept me moving forward with my Bible study. Okay, step four, seek community. It is very difficult to do faith alone. I think I would even say it might be 
uh, impossible to live our faith independently. Our faith is essentially an interdependent experience. We are dependent on our Savior Jesus, and we are dependent on our brothers and sisters. We cannot fulfill the greatest commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength without loving our neighbor as ourselves, which is an essential reality of the way that we're wired for relationship. So seek community. If you've been doing this on your own, if you just have gotten sick or tired of church, if you're just not sure what's next, try again. You know what? It's an imperfect system, but it's the system that God shows. God shows to reveal himself through the church, capital C Church, which is the invisible group of believers, of people who call on God's name. They're everywhere. There are people listening to this podcast all over the country and perhaps the world. They're everywhere. Seek out community because you need it. It is impossible to maintain an invisible faith without visible expressions of that faith because you know what? When you fall down, who's going to be there to pick you up? And you know what? When your brother falls down, you need to be there to pick them up. So seek community. You can use a small group guide that we are going to give you in the show notes. You can use a whole church guide that we'll give you in the show notes that can be for a whole church to experience reading the Bible together. You don't wait for somebody to tell you that you're the person who can make the change. You can be the change. Be the change. Just see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? You invite some people over to your house and they say no. That's the worst thing that's going to happen. It's not that bad. It's okay. And guess what? Somebody's going to come. So invite people over. Get in community. Do this together. And then finally, teach somebody else. One of the best ways to make scripture come to life is to be able to pass on your knowledge. Try to share with people what you're learning. And you may feel like that's really awkward. Like, how am I going to talk about that without sounding super weird? And like, I'm in a cult and I'm, I'm trying to like convert people. Well, first of all, um, just FYI, it is our job to be witnesses of Christ's love and light in our life. We are called to that work. That doesn't mean you have to put somebody in a spiritual headlock and like give them a noogie until they tell you that they're going to be a Christian. It does mean that you should be living your life with hope. It actually says in scripture, always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have. (laughs) Well, the first question in that statement is, do you have hope? Do you seem different than people around you because of what God has done in your life? And when someone wants to ask you about that, do you have an answer for that? It's easy to start with just a simple thing that I've often said before, like, you know what? I read in my devotions this morning, and then I'm just telling them what I've personally experienced through God's Word. I'm not telling them that they have to live that way, but I'm, I'm, I'm sort of encouraging myself, to be honest. I'm remembering what I did that morning, and I'm saying, you know what? I read this morning, and I just thought that might be helpful to you. And they can take it or leave it, honestly, but you're going to find your faith encouraged. And more likely than not, people around you are also going to be incredibly encouraged encouraged. When you are living a life where you're you're progressively becoming like Christ, it is very attractive to people because Jesus accepts people where they are. Jesus is full of grace and of love. Jesus has no condemnation. Jesus doesn't carry worries. He believes in the spiritual realm. He believes that our Heavenly Father is providing for us and caring for us. That is a very attractive person to be around. So when you're living your life that way, take opportunities to be able to say, do you know what I read in my devotions this morning. And you may be raising teenagers like I am, and you may just get like no response at all. That doesn't mean it's not going through. It doesn't mean that it's not important because if it's important to you and you're living your life like it is, and you're experiencing wonder, worship, change, transformation, encouragement, that's things that everybody wants. So it's very, very appealing. So teach somebody else what you're learning. When you begin to do that, this is how God's word 
comes alive in your life. This isn't about knowledge of the Bible. This isn't about getting built up just by being able to know facts. This is about experiencing and encountering our living God who promises that his word is alive and active, who promises that he wants to equip you for every good work that he has set in front of you to do. So as we wrap up our time together, let me tell you a blessing that God loves you, that you can have trust in him, that you can hope in him, that he lifts up his countenance to you. I love that that blessing. That's almost like just imagine that you're a little kid that God is just swinging up and over into the air and he's looking up at you with this great delight and he's giving you his countenance of grace and peace. So go in that peace today. Keep reading, stay somewhere in scripture, keep learning, keep being curious. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of lifeaudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey, and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at NicoleEunice.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that plus a link to Nicole's site in today's show notes. No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.